0: I
1: used to think that this was my town. What a stupid thing to think, I hear you biting off a brain now. I myself am on the brain. I used to wanna be a real man. What's up, three swings what listeners? What three B's, I like to call you. I've been making that a thing, trying to put it in my brain, and my brain is not fully working yet because I'm still sick. <sighs> that should just be my nickname, still sick. <laughs> I should put that on the back of all my uniforms. Uh welcome to this episode. I forget which number episode it is because we don't line up with the weeks. So, who cares? Welcome to week five of fantasy baseball, I think, right? Week five. Mondays are the days that I record this episode or record my show. Man, I can't even speak right. Anyway, stick with me. I'll be back in a week or two. I'll be back to full strength. Um, Mondays are a particularly stressful day to be recording a baseball podcast when you also play fantasy baseball because it is the day that your lineups lock. And in this new app that my... League is using, you can add as many players as you want, but you just have an illegal lineup, which is even more stressful to me because I'm a hoarder by trade. And so I just do that, which it then makes it very difficult. Because you're like, I can't get rid of any of my babies. So I'm having a difficult time figuring out who who to drop, who to keep, who to drop. Uh gotta really look back into those lineups. Anyways, it's stressful. Shout out to anybody else who gets dressed every week because they didn't draft well. Seems like I maybe did it on purpose. I was texting with my friend Munish, who uh, hosts a great podcast called The Clubhouse, I believe is what it's called. Uh, I was a guest on that podcast, and the episode will com- be coming out, I think, in August. He hosts it with, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name, Anthony Rapp. He co-hosts the podcast with Anthony Rapp, uh, who's one of my favorites in a film that meant a lot to me. Uh, in my childhood, and still to this day, dazed and confused. Um, anyway, they're both both big baseball fans, and I've kept up texting with Manish because he essentially works baseball. Like, he just travels around, does baseball, does all these baseball-related things, caught his first ball at a stadium. He's gone to over 3,000 baseball games, and he caught uh, Orioles rookie's first home run And then waited after the game, returned it to him. That guy gave him a bunch of other signed stuff, which was very cool. Anyway, we were texting. What did I even start this about? I can't even remember what my original point was. Wow. It just went out of my brain. Brett, what was I talking about when I brought up Munish? (laughs) Wow. Well, whatever. I mean, I brought up my friend because he's a nice person and it's nice to text with him. We were texting about baseball. That's all that really matters. (laughs) Holy shit. I can't wait till I'm not sick. Let's leave this whole thing in. Um, Anyway, I was texting with him and that was fun. So anyway, um, I was talking about fantasy baseball, leaving people in, picking people. I don't know. I can't remember what my original thought was. So I've finally been able to watch some baseball. I don't listen to my episodes either. So if anybody wants to tweet at me, like this is probably what you were going to say, then I'll just tweet it back at you. So whatever. And speaking of people that, uh respond to me number one thanks to everybody that responds to me that's always nice i try to respond also because especially all of y'all have been very nice so i appreciate that second of all i got a, a letter from somebody uh who was given to my wife who was also on tour. Sh- that someone gave them a letter to give to me and i read it today it was very nice i really appreciate it i always read letters when you send it or emails they always make their way to me and i always read them so feel free to send them um I got a letter and I was reading it and they thanked me for introducing them or getting them back into baseball slash introducing them to baseball, Ivan Coyote and Jason Isbell. So shout out to that. You're welcome. I think I just made the world a little bit better place. And I just found out that Jason Isbell and the 400 unit are playing at the Greek theater in Los Angeles in August. And my friend Amy Mann is opening up for them. Yes, I said it. My friend. She's my friend. She's great. So you should go to that show. And it's put on by my favorite radio station, which I've talked about on this podcast before. 88.5. So very cool. They played Bonnie Raitt's uh, Angel from Montgomery on a Sunday afternoon as it's meant to be played. So I really appreciated that. Right after my baseball game, I got back into it. I got hit by a pitch. Very solidly, squarely hit by a pitch this Sunday. I could have gotten out of the way if I wasn't sick. It also hadn't played in a while. Didn't really get any hits, uh, reached base on an error, so I don't think I really get an RBI for that one. Also, should have slid into second base, I could have been safe, but I wasn't. My team won 7-4. to four. I made a questionable call when I was an ump. I gave somebody a walk. They were really upset about that. I evened it out by striking out one of my own teammates later. Look, you gotta stand by your call. And we'll talk about this later with my guest on this episode, Paul F. Tompkins. We'll be later. So this up top thing is going to be very rambling as it's already been so far. (laughs) Um, And kind of short because uh, we had a really wonderful conversation and I think you're going to like it. So I don't want to make this a two-hour podcast. You need time to watch your baseball games. You can't spend two hours listening to a baseball podcast. When you need two hours to watch baseball, you can't have two hours to listen about baseball. Um, So the things that I have written down to talk about this week Oh boy, the Reds! They fired their manager. I don't know what they're gonna do. I tried to go to a Reds game when I was on tour, and it got rained out. Feels weird there. I feel bad for the fans. That's the other side to all this, like tanking and weird. I mean, baseball has always been an industry. It's never been some you know not-for-profit <laughs> sort of group. Like you know, it's it's nice for us to tell ourselves that that baseball's been this ethereal, heavenly thing. I mean, it is a business. They have to make money to operate. But it has really shifted toward the sort of billionaires. I mean, it's a billion-dollar business. They're not hurting for cash. They just want to make more. And it's become more evident this season than the past couple seasons. And we've been churning towards this. I feel like the Sabre metrics of it all, you can fight me on this, has, has aided that sort of, let's look at the paper. Let's look at paper and numbers on a sheet. And I think there's value to it. Obviously, uh, Jen Mac Ramos was on the show. They have a bunch of stats that that you can have fun with it. And I think it's valuable. It definitely informs the game, but it shouldn't be the game. And it feels to me like that's all they're doing is like, how can we make the most amount of ad revenue? Um, They don't care who's in the stands. It doesn't matter if the stadium's empty. Can they put it on television and can advertisers buy ad space? There you go. That's all that matters. Um, which is unfortunate because they could be paying, you know, I don't know, for they could be putting money into women's leagues. <laughs> I know. Uh, they could be putting money into minor leagues. They could be paying people a fairer wage. And I don't just mean the players. I mean the grounds crew and the nacho slingers. Like you could be there's a lot of money in the game. Um, but, you know, it gets funneled upward because that's the culture that we live in. Anyway, this is slowly becoming a podcast against capitalism. Um, <clears throat> also, this morning I was just flipping through. I have a problem with hats. I have a lot of at- hats in my house and I just keep getting more. Uh, and Lids is now doing the, the retro classic fifty fifty minor league teams, which is like, oh, no. Now you've really got me. I am going to have to get that Charleston rainbows one. I'm just going to, I have to buy that. There's no way around it. I have to buy it. The other ones I don't really need to buy, but I probably will. Um, And the Memorial day hats this year look bonkers. Um, They look like something the seal team six would wear. Uh, And also their ad was let's salute our Kings, which um, women also serve. I don't know. Look, you could call women Kings. I'm not saying that you can't, but it's a little weird for uh, to say that, to act as though men are the only people that serve in the armed services. Also, stop making me defend the armed services. <laughs> there shouldn't be so much army shit in the game, but they're getting a lot of money from the government to do so, so they keep doing it. Anyway, I'm backing out of this political path for a moment. Um, something I forgot to mention a couple podcasts ago was I didn't talk about the Yankees and Red Sox on-field fights at all and I don't want to get into specifics cuz it's so long ago and you're you've all probably moved on um but I was just going to say like something you probably disagree with is that I like fights in baseball <laughs> I think that it's just part of the game I don't know I I don't know I'm very into the, like protecting the catcher I like all those rules I think they're valuable I think you should do that But I I mean, look, if you're pitching at somebody's head, I think you have a right to fight somebody over it. I really do. I don't know. Is this bad? Probably. But I just grew up with fights of baseball. I'm not like rooting for them. I don't want them to happen. But when they happen, I understand why. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, look, man, you did the wrong. Don't throw at his head. Don't get him back. You know, I mean, I don't know. That's that's the way. It's a last resort to me. I don't like jumpy fights. I don't like fights that are only for rivalries or whatever. But if you're fighting because somebody's trying to hit your your teammate, like I I stand beside that. It's a lot better than not standing up for your teammates because I've had that happen to me, and that doesn't feel good either. So I kind of like it. I don't want it to become a regular thing. This isn't hockey, but I think it has some value to it. Um at least in my life. So I also have on my notes, NL East, who knew? Um, I mean, the, the Atlanta team has been, you know, sort of slowly kind of maybe building this offense and Ozzie Albies is having a breakout season. I should have picked him up and I was, that was slow on my part. Um, and they still, they're so good. They haven't even brought up Acuna, who's like the number one prospect who I drafted and have stashed and has put me in this hoarding situation. Um, something that's Julio Tehran's having a great season. He did not have a great season last year. Freddie Freeman didn't break his wrist again, which is good. That was really sad to see. I, Ooh boy. Um, just his body language after he got hit in the wrist, it was like the same pitch in the same spot. He walked directly. He looked like a comedian that just had the worst set of his life. Like that's the same body language of just like, well, this is over. But I'm glad that it isn't because ugh, it's just I don't want to see anybody get hurt for a season. That just sucks, especially when they're young and they're like the team is, is doing well. Like even though producer Brett has him on his fantasy team and I'm playing against that guy, like I still want him to have a fun season. I try to make fantasy baseball not ruin baseball for me. And that is a feat. Oh, yes. Now, I remembered. I knew I would get there in 162 games, you're going to figure it out. This is what I was texting Munish about. We were texting about the Scherzer, uh, Kershaw matchup, which everybody thought was going to be, you know, like this one hitter to, or no hitter to no hitter. Uh, and Paul and I get into it a little bit more later in the show. Um, I was texting him and I was like, I could have had Max Scherzer and I didn't draft him. And he was like, what? And he was saying the reason he likes Scherzer is because Max Scherzer likes to get into jams and work his way back out of them, which is just a mentality of a lot of athletes. And I respect that. I think it's cool. My grandmother hated that. John Smoltz was the same kind of pitcher. So it's not necessarily my favorite, but I appreciate it. Um, And I I think the problem is, is I'm the same way with fantasy baseball. like, I don't want to give myself a good lineup and i want to prove it and like if if there if there's some way that i can win like it's going to be a big win the fact that i could win without any of these players that are great and running away with everything that's it's a whatever like i, I have that chip to prove or whatever and he's totally right <laughs> i max scherzer myself by not picking up max scherzer which is difficult to pronounce that name Anyway, um, so the Mets are kind of off and running. I wonder if the Yankees are regretting trading Todd Frazier. He seemed like a clubhouse element that they were missing. He's hitting pretty well. They're having a lot of suspended or uh, postponed games, which is difficult. April has had the most—this April's had the most suspended or you know postponed games on record, and they've, they've only been keeping a record since 1986— which which was surprising to me that the MLB has only been keeping track of that since 1986, because that's very recent. Um, Yes, so, I mean, the NL East is very intriguing. My guest and I will talk about one of the teams in the NL East coming up after this. But I'm curious to see how it shakes out. The Nationals are in third place, so that's wild. They also have a lot of people on their DL, so I wonder what that's going to be like once they even out. Um, Jeremy Hellickson through a pretty wonderful game last night. What I saw of it last night, he's a veteran right-hander who had a, is he right handed? Yes, he's right handed. uh, had a up and down season to say the least last year. So it's very, I'm, I'm glad that these, uh, divisions aren't the runaway divisions that everybody thought it was going to be. Everybody going into it was like, ah, it's just going to be boring. Everybody was looking at the 2018 season, just like the 2016 election. Like, well, whatever, clearly this is who's going to win. So who cares? Have we not learned our lesson yet? No, we haven't. Um, who's the other one? Oh, yeah. So an exciting thing happened in baseball to one of my favorite players. Uh, Cleveland and Minnesota played a couple games in Puerto Rico, which was really exciting. Also, sadly, Puerto Rico still going through their blackouts, losing a lot. Uh, it's really awful. We could be helping them, and we're not. So I don't know what we're supposed to do. Donate money if you can. Uh, donate to people that are actually on the ground and helping things. Um, We'll post some links of good places to donate money. I know Cleveland donated their profits to Puerto Rico and the aid efforts there. I'm not sure about Minnesota. That's not to say they didn't. I just don't know if they did. Uh, but Francisco Lindor hit a home run in Por- his home of Puerto Rico. And if you have not seen this, I will say He's playing for the Cleveland baseball team. So you will see that team name and you'll also see the logo that they're still wearing. So that said, I do still think, despite those things, it is valuable to watch the video of Francisco Lindor hitting a home run in Puerto Rico because the sound of the crowd when it touches down in the bleachers is just a tremendous sound. I don't think I've... It sounds like he just hit a walk off home run in Game Seven of the World Series. Like that sound is tremendous. I can't like even come close to reimagining it on here. It's just a wonderful thing. I watched it five, six, seven times. I was tearing up the whole time. Baseball Twitter was crying. It was tremendous. I definitely re- recommend watching that. It was it was my moment of that week when it happened. Um, And it reminds me why it makes me so frustrated and sad that the, that team has that because like, look at these amazing things that they're doing. It's difficult. And I will say this. This is not to say that I have some horrific life because I don't. But it is sad to me. I was home. I was around my hometown and I was feeling really sad. And something that makes me feel good is to reconnect to my baseball teams. And I can't because I have these two the the two teams. That mean the most to me in my personal history and my personal emotional connection to the game are the two teams that have indigenous people as mascots or as nicknames and it is so sad <laughs> that it's just like i can't go to the things that i love and i guess that is sort of the i don't know that it's a predicament necessarily but it's just the like i mean i don't even have the words to describe it like i wish I wish it was just different because you can't go back to your childhood cause it's racist. And like, I'm very aware of that. And like, I don't want to bend and say, well, Oh, it means something to me and it's fine. And I, blah, blah, blah. Cause it's like, it's just, it shouldn't be that way. So anyway, that's just a personal thing for me. Um, two more things. And then we'll get back to, uh, and, and I told Brett producer, Brett to interject. If he's like, there's a glaring, you're missing something here. Um, but the two things I was going to talk about last, I watched the first game of the Kansas City Royals and Detroit Tigers uh, doubleheader that they had the other day. Michael Fulmer was pitching for the Detroit Tigers. He's a starting pitcher for the Detroit Tigers, basically kind of their only pitcher of like of record that they have these days. And like he got into some jams, and the manager let him figure it out. And that was actually it was fun to watch. Kansas City and the Tigers, they have there's just no chance that they're going to do it. I mean, unless Kansas City might, I don't know, they have more pieces. But I doubt it. But um, neither of those teams are going to make a run this year. So it's actually m- more fun to watch those games because there's like nothing on the line. And so they're really just like building trust and building relationships. So that was fun. I really liked that. And then the main thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, Sean Mania's uh, no hitter. Uh, against the best team in baseball the Boston Red Sox like this is why I love this game because these things happen Uh, Boston also had the longest run of not being no hit it's very difficult thing to try to figure out how to say Uh, but they had the longest run which was 3,987 games and I memorized that number Because what an intriguing number that is. 3,987 games. They only needed to play 13 more games, and they would have hit 4,000 games that they have not been no hit. But they ran into Sean Maniah and the Oakland Athletics, who I've been saying this whole time, they're not going to be the bottom of the barrel. They're going to be the bottom of the barrel in a highly competitive division this year. They've got one of the best hitters in the game right now, Jed Lowry, he has, he's got the most RBIs in the American League, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, Sean Maniah has been a, an ace in the making. He had an up-and-down season last year. I picked him up a couple times, had to drop him a couple times. I'm not sure what kind of a season he's going to have this year. What will the no-hitter do to him? We have yet to find out. That's always my concern. When somebody throws a no-hitter, then they just have an abysmal season after that. It's possible. A no-hitter is a highly like cerebral, mental, taxing affair. Especially when you're pitching against the best offense in baseball. Um, I didn't get to watch the full game. I was spending some quality time with my partner and I wasn't paying attention and I got up to get some water and I looked at my phone just to glance and see what was going on in baseball and I saw no, no through seven and I put my, I threw my phone across the floor (laughs) because I was like, I don't want to know. Every time I check in on a no hitter, it goes away. So I was like, I'm not watching it. Because we all know that I'm the reason why baseball goes the way that it does. Yes, of course. And then he got it. He did it. So I watched the condense every out of Sean Maniah's No Hitter. And it was such a great uh uh like diversity of outs, you know, ten strikeouts, a lot of line drives to the outfield, which they were just like playing them perfectly. Um, it was pretty wonderful to see. Then, when I was catching up on the game, Benintendi's uh, base path run- base running was listed as like controversial call, which was weird because then I went back and watched. It and was like this isn't controversial at all. He's clearly out of the base path. <laughs> like it's very much. I would feel like the error call would be more of a controversial call than the base running issue because he's his entire foot is out of the base paths, and by like. Three inches. If you're not familiar with baseball and you're just listening to this podcast for fun, Ben Benintendi is a outfielder for the Boston Red Sox. He was running to first base, and Matt Olson was playing first base. He fielded a grounder, then like Superman leapt to try to tag him out, and just missed him because Ben Benintendi ran out of the base paths. So when you are a base runner, you have uh, the responsibility to stay within. It's like a two foot path on the base paths because otherwise you'd just be playing football so you have to stay in there even if it's from first to second or second to third from third to home there's a chalk lines but they don't have them in between first and second base so it's clearly that he's out of those base paths and it was a good call I thought um but then the error that kind of felt like they were giving them that one and I kept hearing the Oakland announcers saying like well it's the first hit so they're giving it to him So that leads me to believe that if there had been a second error, they maybe would have given them the hit on that one. And I mean, I don't know. It's a little bit on the fence. There's probably a lot of people that think it was a hit and a lot of people that are glad it was an error. I don't know. I think baseball needed a no-hitter. We didn't have one last season. So there's been so many that have been so close that it just was nice to see. And so another record that was broken, or the record that was broken of the 3,900 87 consecutive games without being no hit by the Boston Red Sox. The new record is now held by the Oakland Athletics. How perfect is that? I love this game. So then the last wrap up happened yesterday. It was the longest at bat in MLB history. Brandon Belt was the hitter and Jaime Barilla was the pitcher. It was 21 minutes or 21 pitches, sorry, 21 pitches, 13 minutes, and Brandon Belt fouled off 16 pitches with two strikes bonkers bonkers stuff i mean i would bet that there were longer ones that we just don't have record of but that is a long at bat people i don't know poo poo this all the time now i sound like a third grade teacher for saying poo poo but whatever um i am really grateful to be watching baseball at this exact moment in time because it's been played for a hundred years that just everything's happened already so we just get to see it again and like all this new stuff is happening and with saber metrics and, you know, uh workouts and nutrition and stuff being what they are. I don't know. There's just I, I wouldn't say it's like a reset. I used to think that, but it's just kind of like we've just been doing it long enough and enough people are playing it that it's just happening and we're all paying attention. Everybody can see it, everything's on record. It's just pretty wonderful. So anyway, baseball is pretty wonderful, and that's kind of the point of this podcast. So we'll be back after this uh, I know I said that I wanted to talk fantasy baseball but let's kick that one down the road and do that next week because I had a wonderful conversation with my guest and it's a long conversation I want you to hear the whole thing so uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way it's 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 a full conversation I mean it's a full conversation with my wonderful guest who's one of my favorite people on the planet and also one of my favorite people to watch and talk about baseball with uh, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins will be up right after this <laughs>
0: Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
1: Rhea Butcher here. I'm the host of the show you're listening to, but I'm talking about something else now. Guess what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to talk about the underwear that I wear to play baseball. That's right. I play baseball. You might already know this, but to those of you that don't, I play baseball. I play in a league with my friend and podcast co-co-colleague, whatever, Alice Wetterland, Every time I play baseball, guess what underwear I I wear? Tomboy X. Absolutely. It fits under tight baseball pants. Are they tight because I want them to be tight? Absolutely not. It's just very hard to find pants that fit my particular body. But guess what fits my particular body? Tomboy X underwear. They come in so many different kinds of underwear. They come in bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts, soft bras, racerback bras, all the stuff you need in everyday basic colors fun seasonal prints, and brilliant colors, and all options come in extra small to 4X. So it'll fit anybody. Eh? You get it. So regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, like I said, Tomboy X has got you covered with their amazing underwear that anybody can feel comfortable in, even if they're playing baseball, which is not softball. And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with softball. It's just that they're two different sports. And I don't play softball, although I am going to start playing softball this season because I just want to play a lot more sports. So what are you going to do? But guess what? This is what you can do. You can go to TomboyX.com baseball and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. And Three Swings listeners get an extra 15% off with code baseball. That's code baseball for an extra 15% off. So ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of TomboyX underwear. Go to TomboyX.com baseball. Oh my goodness very excited to have this guest who was a guest of my uh tour whatever you call it your tour diary yeah my tour diary no your world series diary world series tour diary whatever because it was kind of tour at the same time no, it wasn't really i was filming my two dope queen set and staying in a hotel that had construction going on at that's three right. in the morning that's right um, only in new york only classic new york making me feel like i live in a city uh... it's new york This is how I define myself. Construction at three in the morning. That's right. (laughs) Welcome back on the podcast, even though it's a new podcast. Thank you. Paul F. Tompkins.
0: Maybe I'm a new person. Thank you for having me. I talked over my own name. I'm Paul F. Tompkins. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Same old guy, I guess. Same old
1: Paul F. talking over my own name, Tompkins. How are you doing, Paul?
0: I'm very well, thank you. I understand that you're under the weather. I
1: am under the weather, as usual. (laughs) I got a cold. I picked it up at Kansas City at the Mm -hmm. classic Best Western. In Kansas City, there was a volleyball tournament going on uh, because I was trying to book this hotel. Right. And the person helping me book the hotel was like, I cannot ask them what's going on. I can't figure it out. Right. And it was, there was a tournament in St. Louis and Kansas City. And there were no hotel rooms. There was Mm -hmm. no room at the inn. Only the Best Western, which the room I had had a jacuzzi in the bedroom. Of my hotel, I which never was disgusting.
0: It's so weird to me. That's a, that's such a strange feature of a lot of hotels like that. Who wants that? Where it's like, huh? How about hey. this bathroom? A bathtub in the middle of the room, <laughs>
1: Right. in the corner. And I started filling it because I was like, this is funny, because I thought maybe that would be fun after a show. It was my last show. Sure. Celebrate, watch Sports Center, you yeah. know. And I started filling it up, and a half an hour later, it was two inches full of water. Oh. I was like, I can't do this. It's too loud. It's too much water.
0: Are you a bath person?
1: I know. I'll tell you why, Paul. You Please. want to know why? I wish you would. I grew up.
0: Because they're disgusting?
1: They are disgusting. <laughs> I grew up only with access to a bath. And so I never want to take wow. one again.
0: Wow. My
1: house had a shower in it, but it was my grandparents' bedroom. So that wasn't for me. Wow. I only took baths.
0: Wow. For how long?
1: Sixteen. Till I was 16 years old.
0: Holy macaroni. <laughs>
1: yeah. Very weird. Very specifically weird.
0: Did we get very quiet all we of a sudden? We did get very quiet all of a sudden. That was
1: Brett. I think Brett we were was worried about us. very loud.
0: Oh, I guess we're having the fun police showed up.
1: <laughs> I got to compress your fun. I got compressed at one of my shows. And because I was louding, I was louding, I was yelling. <laughs> I was oh, louding. Oh shit!
0: I love louding. I was, <laughs> let's use that
1: now. Look, I'm louding, I over was here. Louding.
0: I just want to go out loud I told tonight. going to
1: be fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> lots of supplements to so my brain. You were getting loud. I was loud. yelling, and yeah. I felt the compression happen in my microphone because then for the rest of this show, I was projecting over it. Yeah, and I. It was so ridiculous that I went over to the sound guy. I was like, "Hey, whatever you did last show, let's not do that." <laughs> All, I was like, "I forgot to tell you that I yell. I totally—that's on me. I will back off the microphone more, mm-hmm. but just don't do that." And yeah. he was like, "Yeah, I compressed you because you were yelling." I was like, "That's what I just said." Yeah. <laughs> so I admitted to it. Please don't do that again. He was like, "Yeah, you were yelling." I'm like, I know. I was louding. But it was very, it was actually difficult. It was like running oh, up a hill. The feeling
0: of when you can't hear yourself that well, yeah, and you're you're performing, talking, whatever. It's it becomes very scary. Oh yeah, you know it's yes. it's you feel really helpless. Yes,
1: that's why. Uh, like the I was at uh, the festival up in the mountains of, of lights. The festival of lights. The festival of loud. The Hanukkah festival. The Hanukkah festival of lights. Uh, and when you get um. Altitude sickness yeah. is the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's in your body instead of the microphone, which is even creepier. <sighs> um, but maybe baseball. We should talk about that. Oh, sure. <laughs> if you feel like it. Um, you're I, wearing a I, lovely throwback Phillies cap. That's
0: right. This is this, this is the logo of my youth. These yes. are the, the colors and logos of my of my youth.
1: Mine too. Do you know the actual years that 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 they wore that? Because I feel like
0: I I'm going to say 70s into the mid 90s? Yeah, like I was surprised that it because I I lost track of baseball like I would say late 80s. Yeah, and so I was surprised when I looked it up uh, at one point that it lasted as long as it did. Right, because it's, it's very in. 70s.
1: Well, yeah, oh, it's very 70s. I mean, that's yeah. a Dale Murphy hat for sure, yeah. <laughs> and a uh, Mike Schmidt hat for sure. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but I feel like because they were also wearing the P that they wear now in the 80s, though, right? But it was Not all that red, I no blue, because I feel like they did. Like Lenny Dykstra was wearing that hat, John Cruck, you know, all the, well, that, the gentlemen I, but of but baseball. But I, I
0: think that was the transition because yeah. um, uh, Kruk was a little bit after my time when right. I was yeah. watching baseball, and that you know when the when the Phillies were just like
1: Filthy. dirty, yeah,
0: they were they were they just looked like dirt bags.
1: Just, those. That team is the mullets. team I feel like people think of when they're like, you could just walk off the street and play baseball. Yeah. Like, that is the team. <laughs> exactly. they look like they're mowing a lawn and then they oh, yeah. just stop to feel the grounder.
0: Yeah. That era was when I think people were saying baseball is not really a sport because <laughs> look at the shape these guys look are in. Look at these dudes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
1: they're on drugs. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right but like trucker speed probably yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely
0: meth for sure
1: for sure for sure yeah meth mixed in with their mail pouch
0: yeah
1: (laughs) i just remember watching because i grew up uh watching atlanta games and they played the phillies all the time and Mm -hmm. i just whenever atlanta played the phillies it would be my grandmother going ugh every time Ah. They cut to the dugout and Dykstra's like wad of chew that he yeah. would just let fall into the water fountain Ugh. as he was drinking water.
0: It's so... Now, you and I, I think, have yes. a disagreement uh-huh. as to why these guys chew stuff. Oh, do we? Yes.
1: Okay, let's figure it now, out. Now, you don't
0: realize it's a disagreement. <laughs> but we had, we had a brief exchange about it one time, oh, I yes. think, over text. Okay. And...
1: We text a lot you, about baseball. Yes, it's we very do. It's very fun.
0: It is very fun. It's like
1: our own little personal baseball tournament.
0: We We watched a game in real time together yeah. the other day. Yep. Although I think you started ahead of me and I then was, I caught up.
1: Yeah, I was 45 minutes ahead of you. No, then the, the next uh, day. Sa- the Saturday. The next day we were and at then the same I was, time. Yes, because I was flipping yes. back and forth. Yes. yes.
0: And we got to see that uh, that inning where there oh was God. multiple rundowns happening at the same time. Yep,
1: yeah. <laughs> a double pickle.
0: I think there might have been four balls in play at that point. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Um and a bowling pin? Yeah.
0: That's right. I remember a boot kicked a fish bowl. Um and uh uh so we were talking about the you know the players chewing various things, yeah. gum and seeds and you know all that. And um you felt that it was their their attempt to stay hydrated, like to keep their saliva flowing um because they're out there for such a long time. However, they still are chewing all that disgusting shit when they're just hanging around the oh, dugout. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because, and it's one of the things that I love about baseball, I think it's because of the tension of the game. Oh, yeah. Because you're constantly just waiting for something to happen. You're waiting You're waiting to see what is going to happen yep. and how you have to react to it. <laughs> yes. And I think it's like, because it does, the games are so long, and because there, there are such stretches of just waiting that i think the tension must be insane for the players cuz think about it is for you just watching oh, you know yeah. like how how often do you find yourself like holding your breath you know when you're when you're waiting for a play all to happen all the time
1: i don't breathe through an yeah. entire baseball yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: and so i think for those guys it is like what what else would they do if they didn't have if they if they weren't able to keep like some kind of constant motion happening oh yeah you know um it would you just explode totally
1: (laughs) i mean it's uh, to reference something that i don't totally agree with but like it's like hunting yeah just sitting watching waiting maybe something's gonna happen Mm -hmm. but you have to stay focused the whole time yeah so you like are chewing something spitting some whatever yeah yeah no i totally agree with you I think it's both things. Because, yeah. like, the gum, for sure, is always about, like, because they can't, because if you're in the outfield, you can't take water out there, and you're just sitting out there. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Uh, where
0: where do you stand on gum personally?
1: Personally, I like it. I'm not in love with it. My wife is a sober gum chewer right. in that she can't chew gum anymore, and so I can't really have it around. Wait,
0: I feel like I know this. Because yes. she used to chew so much of it? So
1: much of it. Yeah. She was like a pack a day- Gum chewer. That's crazy. It is. It is. And then she went to the dentist who sent her to the, what is a specialized bone dentist? You know, where like oh, you have to get surgery.
0: I, osteo something?
1: Uh, yeah. All I'm thinking about is orthopedic, but that's not what that is. <laughs> There's like a more specific, people are screaming at their desks listening to this because they're like, I don't want to know. What anyway. It's a, but it's a bone doctor. Yeah. A bone yeah. doctor Uh, did one of those 360 things, and her, she had changed the shape of her jaw. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: like, she chewed on it so much, it affected her bones. That's too much gum. So she had to stop. Yeah. And so I don't have it around in the house. It's stocked up in my car. I got a lot of big league chew in my baseball
0: bag. <laughs> Does she still have a uh, uh, hankering for gum? All the time. Oh, That's no. why I can't
1: have it around. She doesn't think about it if it's not around, but if I chew any gum, she can smell it, she can hear it, she can see it, and she's like, I'm gonna need you to spit that gum out. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. The the thing for me with gum is I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then as an adult, it just felt like such an empty pleasure. Absolutely. Like it doesn't last long enough to be enjoyable. Not Do you know what all. I mean? Like the flavor goes away nope. so quickly. And it's like now I have to dispose of this
1: now I trash in my mouth. This out. I didn't keep <laughs> yeah. the wrapper because I didn't <laughs> learn the- that.
0: And when they were taking
1: away the wrappers, when it was yeah. all the
0: blister packs and everything, right. it's like, well, the wrappers served a very it important have function. a purpose, yes. which I didn't
1: realize until a couple of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> It is so funny, like, how much of your life is devoted to gum when you're a child. It's, it's like so something important. you want. It's, it's added so on to stuff that you're like, yes. ooh, it comes with gum.
0: Yeah. And you'll chew even disgusting gum
1: oh, that comes absolutely. with baseball cards I chewed or all the gum that Star came with Wars the cards. Back to the Future Part 2 gums absolutely or cards that I collected the entire series yeah. and I had the full poster sticker backs. because mm-hmm. of course I did I don't know yeah. where that went it's gone now
0: uh, that makes me very sad for you because I, I, know, I know that's that's a tragedy it's in your a life a big tragedy <laughs> if I could just
1: find that everything would be all right compressor <laughs> I'm gonna loud for a minute. (laughs) So, how do you feel about your Phillies this year?
0: I'm very excited.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited for you.
0: Yeah, it was it was a rough beginning of the season, sure. And uh, you know, certainly having the new manager uh, enthusiastically booed at the home opener was not (laughs) was not the greatest, but also not that strange for Philadelphia. Yeah. But um, so
1: because I forget, I'm just forgetting the order of this. Was he booed at the home opener because the Bullpen mistake yes. that he made was on the road in Atlanta, right? Yes, exactly. So he was they didn't have a that. chance
0: to boom in person. Right. Yeah, they <laughs> so were like, "Well, save well when, he, it up. When, when he gets here, we'll yeah, boom he Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: i yeah. <laughs> um, email you this boo. Yeah,
0: and and you know, it was there seemed to he be He deserved that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I totally got, yeah, got it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I totally got it. It was a weird. It was, it was. so weird. It was bad. He pulled Aaron Nola after less than sixty pitches, I think, yeah. and and Which is and one no thing, one knew that it was happening. And of so, course, yeah. Like the reliever wasn't ready. I, I can't remember who the reliever was in that game. I can't remember. But who they was in not either. ready. And then the, uh, were they playing Atlanta? And yeah. I, the, their manager got so upset. Well, because which was, he had
1: to do yeah. for his team to be like, I'm going to stand up for you. And then he's <laughs> yeah. immediately going to get ejected because that's how that works. <laughs> exactly. And the umpire's like, I've got to let him warm up. I don't want this kid to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, like the, um, the, the levels of just stupidity of that. I mean, it was It nuts. speaks to a lot of yeah. dysfunction, which is you're not talking to your bench coach. You're not yeah. talking to your pitching coach. It's fine to pull your starting pitcher after 60 pitches, which they're doing across the board at the beginning of seasons now, which is kind of strange. But mm. to not have your reliever ready is like, what are you doing? Yeah, Are that, you talking to anybody?
0: I didn't understand that. And I guess, you know, Gabe Kepler, I didn't know a lot about him. I, I know that, um, you know, I have a, uh, our friend, our mutual friend, Julie, who's a, who's a Red Sox fan. I guess he had coached a little bit up there and was not well received sure. in that capacity yeah. up there. And, you know, he's he's definitely a guy who's got his own he has his way of doing things and he's yep. he's he's convinced, you know, I have this method and it's gonna work. And, you know, and it led to some Discord, I, I can't remember if it was Carter. Somebody was was upset that they weren't being played. They weren't starting. And, and, you know, a reporter asked him about it. He said, well, I guess according to the computer, I'm not allowed to start, you know, because of all the sabermetric right. stuff oh, and yeah. everything. And he said, well, I meant it as a joke and, you know, it wasn't supposed to be. And he had to apologize and blah, 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 all this stuff. But so it was not a great start to the season. And, yeah. and then it's, it, you know, like slowly but steadily started turning around. And it's been really fun to watch these games and, and, um, and even, you know, kind of all I ask for out of a game is that it be um a competitive game you know yes. oh, like yes. it's it's it sucks to lose but at least if it's like you know you're you're going back and forth and 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 you're you're
1: Chipping you're, away, yeah, trying least, to figure something out. Yeah,
0: at least if there's movement in the game, it's exciting. You know, you're like the 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 team is trying their best. It's like, well, I can't ask for more than that. That yeah, this yeah. was this was an entertaining game to watch, and Absolutely. you know, stuff happened. You know, but <laughs> right. when it's just like a blowout or or you know, just like a. a you know, such a, like a low scoring, like three to zero kind of finish. It's, yep. you
1: Any know, those, shutouts yeah, are, those games are a yeah.
0: slog, you know? Absolutely. So yeah, it's been, I've really been enjoying the games and it's, uh, I'm excited about them um, coming to uh, LA for a few games and I bought tickets to everyone <laughs> and I can't wait, <laughs> yeah. you know? So yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been fun to watch it at home too. Yeah.
1: How have you felt about Jake Arrieta's, uh like showing up? I mean, I, we, we have, shared feelings on yes, that and, gentleman.
0: And his his personal uh politics aside, I think he's been good for the team so far. And I yeah. think that um I think we talked about this. He's been uh like a leader in many ways and, you know, uh a guy that um the team, especially a young team, can because the Phillies are—it's such a young team. It's such oh, yeah. a young team. They're so, all young yeah. guys, you know. And pitchers
1: are young. Yeah, yeah all yeah, your yeah. pitchers are young. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, who's the <laughs> oldest guy on the team? Not anymore. Jake Arrieta. Yeah, that's it. I think it's Jake. Yeah, And, <laughs> yeah. and so it's I, I that's nice to see that oh, yeah. that there's somebody that the the team can coalesce around and, um, you know, feel like. Oh, there's a, I think it's so important to feel like, Oh, there's a guy who's been here before, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, uh, it, it means so much just to be able to, to literally just look at that guy and say, what's he doing? How's he feeling <laughs> right, about yeah. this? You know, what like, does Oh, he okay. think about this? yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, so Jake Arrieta was a starting pitcher for the Chicago Cubs, right-handed starting pitcher. He's thrown two no hitters, at least in the last two seasons, he's thrown a no hitter each season. Um, Cy Young winner in 2015 and was the second in in the rotation for the Chicago Cubs. So I feel like he was tired of not being the number one ace mm-hmm. and wanted to be an ace somewhere and and lead the thing because they really turned his mechanics around and like he just completely changed what he was doing. And they, the Cubs turned him into just a super dominant pitcher. But mm-hmm. then last season his velocity was down and he just wasn't pitching the same way. And it seems like the Phillies, which when I thought he was going to go to Texas because it seemed like he wanted to just be closer to home, mm-hmm. but this, I mean, it seems like the perfect place for him to pitch. I mean, he's got, cause he was having trouble with his catcher last, last year. I don't know if you remember he and Miguel Montero, who was the catcher for the Cubs who now I don't even know where he's at. He went to the blue Jays and now he's been shifted around a lot. Like, oh, I, don't, wow. I don't even know where he's at, <clears throat> but like Miguel Montero, blamed Jake Arrieta for not, throwing to like Mm -hmm. trying to pick off runners. And then it was a whole big problem. Then Miguel got kicked to the curb. Um, But he seems really into the catcher, the young catcher that he's got. And he's like a little more in control of the at bats or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to throw no hitter this year. I hope so. Like for sure. Yeah. And then the Phillies have that thing that they do where like the starting pitcher waits at the top of the stairs and gives everybody a high five or Mm -hmm. waits for everybody to come in at the end of that game. Yeah. Uh, he was just, like, waiting for Reese Hoskins to get done with his, like, post-game interview, and he kept, like, moving closer and closer to be like, <laughs> all right, I need to do mine now, so if you can wrap <laughs> yours up. Um, but it's, like, it is exciting, because it seems like he's the uh, the piece they've been looking for, and yeah. especially somebody was quoted. No one would say who it was. It was an anonymous quote that they were like, yeah, we don't have a manager. Wow. Which I think is the bad side of all this sabermetrics focus, where like your head, your nose is in an iPad. Yeah. And you're not looking at the guys that are on the field. You're not looking at what's going on for them and saying, oh, I need to take this guy out. Or, oh, I need to move this. It's the same reason that Dave Roberts is batting Jock Peterson all Mm -hmm. weekend when Matt Kemp has a hot bat. Yeah. Which producer Brett and I were texting about a lot. Just so Jock can get a home run on his birthday, like come on, yeah, man! I know. You got to win some games. Who gives a shit about that? I mean, Jock does. Like, happy for him. He's hitting one sixty-one.
0: I know, but it's that it, it's it's such the push and pull of. Uh, I mean, this is what makes it interesting. Is right. like trying to use, you know, tr- trying to get trying to see if there's someone who's going to use all of these elements a little bit of this a little bit of that yep. to to figure out the 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 golden formula of you know how do you how do you play well how do you win games yes. you know and how do you how do you keep everybody happy you know oh, yeah. how do you how do you keep a team a team um because I don't know. It's it's anytime you're looking at one strategy and saying, "Well, this is what That's we're gonna what do. Yeah. This is this is what works, and I'm gonna stick with that for yeah. the season, no matter you know. how yeah. yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. March, and yeah. I've got
1: my plan. Yeah, like that doesn't. You gotta be able. I mean. Dave Roberts in the World Series. Like he yeah. didn't roll with anything, change any plans. And AJ Hinch was like, Giles is my closer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think you gotta have some philosophy you too. Really you know, you you gotta really look at it and, and and pull back sometimes and say, Okay, well, where are we now? You know. Oh yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I so I, I, I don't know what's gonna happen with with Kepler and I hope that I, I hope that he's able to get that. Team on his side, yeah. you know, and he's. I, I also hope that he's able to get on his team side, you know, <laughs> sure. and not just have this, um this sort of blueprint and say, "Well, I don't care that we're on a hill; we're still going to build a swimming pool," yeah, you know, right? yeah. um, because
1: Absolutely. it would look nice here. It'll you know, pool in the outfield. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a pool in the outfield.
1: It's Philadelphia.
0: I'm not, I'm not opposed to a pool in the outfield.
1: In Philadelphia. Anywhere. Anywhere? All yeah, right. anywhere. Well, we're of two minds.
0: <laughs> I think it would be an interesting thing. It add a fun backyard element to every oh, yeah. game of like sure. you have to run around the pool. <laughs> and of course people should be in the pool. Of course of it should course, be like a family. Everybody get in the pool. Like tossing a beach ball around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
1: A couple of paper airplanes in and out of it. <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah, pool time activities. Yeah, pool
1: time yeah. activities. Paper airplanes. That's what I did. <laughs> That's right. So you and could, a
0: dog, just a big get a wet dog. a dog in there.
1: a sheep dog, <laughs> <laughs> a disgusting, dirty, sheep the most dog.
0: unpleasant wet dog.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So you've gone to a bunch of Dodger games. I haven't been to one yet. This I've been to two
0: so far. My my wife Janie gifted me with. Um,
1: <laughs> I apologize. That's, that's not quite a bunch. All right. that's quite Four, all right. I believe, is a bunch.
0: I'm so close to a bunch. <laughs> so
1: close. <laughs> yeah, my wife
0: uh, for Christmas gave me ten games. Oh wow, so, um, that's great. Yeah. And I had not, I've never done this before. You, you essentially, you, you know, they ask you, what's your seating preference? Yeah. And then they just give you what they were going to give you anyway. Right. Right. <laughs> what's my seating preference? I'd like to be behind I'd a like plate. Be... <laughs> Can like I three rows back. Yeah. <laughs> you know like, how about this? We're going to put you by the, all right, the... here's the right field wall. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be like the right foul pole. <laughs> um, and, and it's, but it's actually, it's, Dodger Stadium is a is a is a great stadium it really and is. there's not a bad seat in that house nope. and you know when I first went there because I've sat in various places and I not sat in this particular section before and you know it's like that thing of um I don't know if you get this but I get I get anxiety going to a new place for the first time. Oh, yeah. Because I, I've i not been there before, so I don't know how long it takes to get there. Sure, yeah. And so after the first time, it's fine. It's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm almost there, you know. Um, And so trying to find the seats in the section and it's like it gets weirdly compressed up there where it's like um, I'm in section 52. And so you get – out to the you see the entrance to that area and it says 52 over the over the entryway or on the archway. And so you go through and then you see 50 and you see 48. Like what happened (laughs) to where's 52? And it's like, oh I have to go down these steps and then find it. And you know, so it's it's totally fine. And And then those
1: terrifying steps? Those absolutely Vertigo-inducing steps? How are people not falling I don't know. all the time? I don't know.
0: I saw a kid get scolded by his dad because he was clowning around on the <laughs> yeah. steps.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're scary as hell. They're really scary. And if you really got a tumble going, you could go over <laughs> yeah. that barrier. I mean,
0: there's plenty of shit to grab onto on your Absolutely, way down. But you
1: never know. You might have
0: greasy hands. <laughs> you may have just had a UFO bar <laughs> and your hands are covered with ice cream. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's uh it's very scary. But it but they're they're great seats. And yeah. it's like I the first game I went to with our friend Alice Wetterland, and, yes. and that game was not as well attended as the last sure. game I went to. Yeah. And so she's like, let's move down. And it's amazing that traveling such a short distance. How much closer it seems. Oh yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. Like
1: four rows. Yeah, it's like, really I'm not that a different far. Game right yeah, now.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't believe I was back there. Absolutely Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can you can you remember when we lived those lives? <laughs> Have but you it, ever
1: sat in the I think they call it like reserve or something? Like That's where I am. Yeah, like the top, top, top row.
0: Not the very the top, top row. section. Yeah.
1: I sat in the top we're, section once and that was a are, wild
0: place to watch. Again. Oh, sure. Would that look like that one seat that's facing away from the park?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> where you're like basically a parking attendant. Yes. Yeah, exactly. There's one left <laughs> over there. You're
0: a lookout in case <laughs> there's any trouble on the horizon. Yeah,
1: there's a parrot on your
0: shoulder. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's, yeah, it's, it's the, uh, it's the RS section and it's uh, we're, so we're below the, the tippity top. Yeah. Um, and i i well, maybe really Maybe they call that
1: preferred, which is like you're really stretching it by calling it yeah, exactly. I'm sure no one prefers that. I'm sure
0: it's someone's preference. <laughs> I don't know who that I, is. I, I'm not that person. <laughs> but it's it's great. It's yeah. absolutely great and um you know last so i went to one game with uh first game i went to was uh uh against the Diamondbacks. They beat the Dodgers 10 to 1. Oh Yeah. Um
1: how, do you know how many just off the top of your head generally how many of the Dodgers left on base for that game?
0: No, I couldn't tell you. It It was was probably a lot. It was a demoralizing game. Yeah. It was and their games
1: have been demoralizing. (laughs) And I texted you like after this
0: happened. There was a guy when the when the Diamondbacks got their tenth home run. (laughs) Well, I mean, they weren't all home runs, but I think
1: most of them were a tenth run, but it was like six home runs. Yeah, yeah.
0: It was a lot of home runs. And and when they got that last run, a guy like two rows behind me, and I could tell it was just it was just pure feeling. He just went, "Fuck you."
1: <laughs> Alice told me about it yesterday, oh. and her description of him saying that was,
0: "Fuck you." No, it was not.
1: It was not. <laughs> and I was like, "That's ah, not what I thought." It was not quite ah. that. Not
0: quite that. It was just. It was really like. No, he I didn't. Get, I mean, he, he didn't yeah. know he said it out loud. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? It just yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I yeah. was at
1: that game when. Uh, J.D. Martinez was still playing for outfield center fielder Mm -hmm. uh, was still playing for the Diamondbacks and Mm -hmm. he hit four home runs off of four different pitchers, which has never happened before. One of them was off I, Rich Hill, which was oh, he actually pitched a great game. Yeah. Other than that one run, and yeah. then they took him out because they only give Rich Hill four innings. Yeah, every freaking yeah. game, yeah, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. demoralizing, and I don't know how he gets up in the morning. I, but well, he, he has seemed, blisters now. I so mean, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But, but yeah,
1: that was the same feeling where you were just like, Cameron and I just like left. It was the first yeah. game I think I've left early. Since going back to baseball games. Yeah. I always stay to the ninth. I'll
0: always stay to the end. I will stay to the end. I I
1: paid for it. Number one. Number two. What else am I going to do? Exactly. (laughs) I decided to come here. Yeah. What am I going to leave in the third act of a movie? No.
0: This is part of the whole experience. the whole experience. And And that was
1: the first game that I was just like, this sucks. Yeah. And like, I knew they weren't going to come back. Yeah. I just didn't want to be there. That I, I spilled nacho cheese on my brand new jersey. Oh, Rhea. Yes.
0: Which jersey was? This
1: it was my stupid Chris Taylor jersey. <laughs> Which then I was like, "This is a bad sign." My stupid Chris Taylor jersey. <laughs> sitting two sixteen. He's got a little better. I think he's like two thirty eight right now. But man, he looks lost at the plate.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, we last night I was sitting uh, amongst um, several little league teams. Mm. And a lot, and so many people had to leave early because there's so many kids so and many it's children. a school night. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: And they usually, that that was an ESPN uh, Sunday Night Baseball. Otherwise, it would have been a 110 start. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, very yeah. confused. You were like, I'm going to go see it tonight. I was like, wait, what? And then I looked it up. But right. everybody wants to see Bryce Harper. Yeah. That yeah, guy, yeah. I don't, he looks like a cartoon at the plate. <laughs> like when, Right when he gets into, like, when he takes his uh, leg kick or whatever, mm-hmm. he looks like a cartoon of a baseball player. Yeah. It's wild. I like that guy. That dude is. Uh, many people disagree with you. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> he got a divisive... He got oh, booed yeah, last of night. Course. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Got booed. But Which, I that I don't like about Dodger fans this season is going to be my like. Wait, why was I doing this again? Right. Because they're so. Because one of my friends, uh, Rachel, Liz, and Rachel went to the game on Friday, mm. and it was another demoralizing game. Right. Um, and Demore, it was the Scherzer Kershaw game, mm-hmm. um, which I thought that I think, was a
0: drag. It
1: was a huge drag, was and everybody drag. was like, "What's this game gonna be?" And that's yeah. another sabermetrics thing where you're like thinking it's gonna be like just this dueling no hitters or whatever. Nope. Yeah. Immediate no, runs it, on me, the board for the first four pitches, right? Oh yeah, like four hits. It was, they were ready oh, for his curveball. Yeah. I think that's all they spent time doing. They were like, "We're just hitting curveballs." because yeah. They were waiting back on that and just making contact Ugh. on every single curveball. They had him dialed in. Yeah. They knew exactly what they were doing. But she posted a photo that was talking about like how shitty everybody was being, mm-hmm. uh, and using like, like saying, "Oh, I guess it's it's bad to be white now." Like dudes were saying oh, that in the, what? in the shop. <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is what it's like when your team starts losing. It's like really good. Last season, everybody was stoked. Nobody was saying that kind of stuff. But then this year, they're not as good. So everybody's got a chip on their shoulder about everything.
0: Why are people saying it's bad to be white now? What was the connection there? I have
1: no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. I forget what. I mean, who knows? Good God. There were more Puig jerseys in the shop than usual. (laughs) It could be literally anything, Paul. Somebody feels That's the true. faintest amount of, like, infringement on their ego and their, it's... like, bubble of the, their humanist. They're like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, I'm white! No. <laughs> Nobody said that. Also, you should apologize. <laughs> well, for the record, I'm not sorry I'm white. I think I do a great job at it. <laughs> I'm a good white!
0: <laughs> so I'm excited. I have, yes. a, I have a lot of games coming up. I great. also want to do, um, I'm doing a little traveling, and so, uh... I'm going to be in uh, Detroit in August and I want to go, I'm going to stay a couple cool. extra days after my gig to do, to go to America park and see a uh, right. tiger's game. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Tigers
1: are in the midst of a major rebuild. Uh-huh. Uh, they have like basically no one, but uh, <laughs> it's fun to watch their games. And I believe I'm going to talk about, I already talked about this <laughs> at the beginning of the episode, but that because they're in this rebuild, they have like nothing to lose mm-hmm. and their manager is like building relationships with the, team we're just like doing those things because like why not yeah why not try some stuff out why not build a relationship with the guys that are going to be here for a while in a couple years
0: well then i hope it'll be a fun game by the time (laughs) i get there
1: (laughs) i think it will i mean i think it's a great stadium and uh Uh uh, have you been there i have not been there Mm. i've wanted to go i'm very jealous of their hats they've had one of the greatest logos in baseball for a long time it's
0: true what have they changed a logo
1: no but they for I didn't notice this earlier, but, like, the logo is bigger on the hat now.
0: Oh, they
1: did that yeah. and, like, some other. I think the Yankee hats are bigger mm-hmm. now, too, which is just, why are you doing that? Yeah. It looks gross.
0: That They have, like, that gothic D, right? Oh, it's yeah. It's so good. It's perfect. Yeah.
1: It's, I'm very jealous of it, given yeah. <laughs> that I cannot wear a hat from my own team. Right. Very jealous of a hat that I could wear. <laughs> Well you wanted to talk about a couple of things. You had some some stuff you wanted to bring in.
0: Yeah. You know, I was, I, I wanted to talk to you about um, hometown announcers because, yes. you know, I grew up in the age of uh, Harry Callis was, yeah. you know, had been the voice of the Phillies for forever. And, and you know, he was all I ever knew it was Harry Callis and Richie Ashburn calling those games. Um, and so getting back into baseball, because I also had a, a drop off point, Um you know, and getting adjusted to the new guys, because at first it's like when you don't know the person, you, you have no context for their personality. You know, they're just right. talking, whatever. <laughs> right. And then like it's that it's that Stockholm syndrome that sets in, you know, where you get so used to these people. And then you start like the f- <laughs> I remember the first time I laughed at something John Crux said. <laughs> like. <he> was- <laughs> right and I la- I like kind of chuckled and I was like oh wow <laughs> that, that really happened yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah 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 right.
1: this is the day
0: but now I, I and because I watch so I'll watch the Phillies and I'll watch the Dodgers and so yes because I live in Los Angeles and, and I've lived here since 94 you know I follow the Dodgers too those are my teams and um it's, it's Philly's first, Dodgers' second. Philly's yeah. uh, behind them until they're out. And then I, yeah, I hope. There is nothing wrong yeah, with that, That's Paul. right. Absolutely.
1: What are you going to do? What are you going to do? do? You have to shut out from baseball yeah. because your team didn't get yeah. to the postseason? No. I, I'm
0: done rooting for anyone.
1: Yeah. And if the Dodgers didn't make it, you would find somebody that was still making <laughs> yeah, it and be absolutely. like, I like this. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because so, it's
1: fun and I like baseball.
0: Exactly. I'm
1: not going to quit.
0: Yes. It's just more what, baseball. What am I going
1: to get into football? No. <laughs> Absolutely not.
0: Please don't get into
1: football. I, never. <laughs> I hate it. I really don't like football. It's fun to play if you're not tackling each other. So. I don't either. I think that I,
0: uh, for me, I think that the the aggression of football is, is too much along with the start and stop of it. You know, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Drives me crazy. It's, ugh. It's, it's so irritating. You know? There's um, no
1: build to anything. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And basketball, basketball I could see myself getting into because there because it is action packed and it's very Oh yeah. There's a simplicity to it of it's like an hour. They're trying to go there, they're <laughs> trying to go <laughs> yep. there. Yeah. Right. And um, but I I worry about getting into another thing.
1: Sure. Do you want to go to some WNBA games with <laughs> yeah, me this Yeah, I do, season? absolutely. Because I think the WNBA is gonna be very exciting yeah. this season. Cause they're really like, it's not the not that the WNBA doesn't want to do anything exciting, but it's more so the players are like the age that they are. They've grown up with the WNBA their entire lives. Yeah,
0: which and they is grew a, up that's with Pat a really cool Summit. thing. They've
1: grown up with UConn. Yeah, like they're like I'm ready to make this a thing. Yeah, you know, um, which is super exciting. I yeah.
0: think. But I the it's the it's the 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 length and the tension of baseball that I that I like so much, and you know, your announcers having to fill that time. And they do, you know, people do it in different ways. To me, the, the contrast between a Phillies game and a Dodgers game on TV is—it's so stark to me. And the—I think I love it because it—it it really reminds me of home. Oh it's, yeah, the way those guys talk to each other,
1: they're—they're
0: yes. they're, the way they—they they talk a lot about food, a lot, <laughs> a about, lot food.
1: about food, food. And they really do? <laughs> yeah,
0: they really do. And they, they like the shit that they find funny. Oh, it's yeah. like that's where I'm from, you know yeah. what I mean? It really makes me laugh. What they, was
1: one of them saying like well, my voice doesn't have to get here early? Yeah. They were talking about, like <laughs> what time they get yeah, to the park exactly. and stuff like what do I why do I need to be here early? My voice <laughs> exactly. is here now. Exactly. Yeah. I'm ready yeah, to yeah. go. I love them. <laughs> I love them. It is great. Yeah, and then the contrast is the like Cuz daughters don't do that at all. The they Dodgers don't talk do- about Anything local whatsoever. No, not at all. You would never. that Joe guy, the new guy that's like, you know, they had to get two people to fill in for, or fill this void of Vin. He is definitely more of the national broadcast school. Yes. And so he's like, I'm on ESPN. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's the idea (laughs) that this this is going out to the world. Everybody's watching this, right? Yeah. The Philly. Which is probably why people don't like the Dodgers. Yeah. And you know what? It's (laughs) also
0: like, it's, yeah, because they're, with the with the Phillies announcers, it's it's Tom McCarthy and uh, Kruk does uh, color commentary a lot, and they got this guy Murphy
1: oh, who's right. out. Murph, I, he was he, fanning himself during that yeah. ooh, super windy thirty degree game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like Murph is co- uh, cooling down in the yeah. dugout.
0: They're they're it's constantly funny. ragging this guy, and you know, and I love that he's. Murphy goes, Murph goes all over the stadium in different parts. And they yeah. talk about the stadium. I'm like, obviously Talks it's like people, please come down here. Right. Please yes. come to games. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's nice. There's all this stuff going on.
1: There's trash blowing for yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it, it's, You know, and the Dodgers it really does there's there's a distance from it where it doesn't feel like this is this is our hometown team and we have a connection to these people. It it really feels like they're sports analysts, you know. A
1: hundred percent.
0: It's just the there's not as much emotion. Yeah,
1: I mean Oral does bring like at least the history of like when I played here, this, that, the other thing, which is yeah. nice. It's not the same thing, but yeah. it is nice to reference those moments. Yeah. But the other, And he's not
0: the most dynamic guy n- in the world. Not at you all. Know? Yeah.
1: Uh not at all. Yeah. He's pretty boring. In fact, I, when I finally got to watch my first full Dodger game, uh, he they were he was like, they've struck out 45 times as a team. That's hard to do unless you're going up there and trying to hit a home run every time. And I was like, that's exactly what they're trying to do. (laughs) How do you not know? How are you not making that connection? Unless, I mean. Unless, let's see. The one thing it could be is probably what it is. The only
0: way I would imagine.
1: (laughs) But I I mean, I like watching Cleveland games for that reason. I mean, I still watch them because it's my home and whatever
0: is there anybody that's still broadcasting from when you were a kid jim
1: hamilton he's
0: still there oh yeah that's great he
1: like sounds like he's gonna have a coronary every time somebody hits a home run (laughs) like he just there's like a hammy twitter that's like the best calls i do recommend checking out any of his calls when anybody hits a home run um Pretty great. Okay, Pretty I will wonderful. check that out. Absolutely. And then the the TV guys, I can't remember the one dude, but Rick Manning, former player, mm. he's like the playboy, the Darren Dalton, if you will, of like he's just Rick Manning, right? So, and every time Trevor Bauer pitches, every time Rick Manning has to talk about, I don't care how difficult he is, he pitches <laughs> every time. But I, I, you're right. It's it's an interesting thing to point out. That is something that I miss about watching Dodger games. Yeah. Especially with the loss of Vin, because Vin maybe wasn't talking about like local food, but he would talk about like hemlock, and you he would be like, "This makes me feel like <laughs> exactly. he cares about me." Yeah. Because he's bringing something to the game that I never would have thought of.
0: Yeah. He and was like an entertainer. You know, he was
1: absolutely.
0: He he he. You you could tell that he loved it, and he loved. Like he loved the time filling of it, Absolutely. and he and he and you could tell he, he, loved, he loved the team, the person you know? he was
1: talking to, yes, and exactly. whoever that was, yeah. he loved that person yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely, there was a
1: story about him, uh, like going become going on a double date with a player and the player's wife, and he brought his wife. And then like somebody told him like then that player got traded and he mm-hmm. was like brokenhearted about it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh, I can't have like he loves the team, but he couldn't love any specific player because they would get traded or get hurt or oh, you know, whatever oh, he right. had to like not have relationships with them.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah.
1: Like That's he sacrificed so... that part of his life to be like, I have to to, to do this job. I can't fall in love.
0: What <laughs> a crazy thing as an adult. Isn't it? Like I can't have friends. I can't have these friends.
1: <laughs> I can't have these friends at all. That's nuts.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Poor Vin. That's that's a real dedication. It is a real dedication. Good job. To, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: hundred percent.
0: But yeah, I I the like that they, they have you know the the equivalent to Murph for the Dodgers is Alana Rizzo, right? Oh yeah, she's great. She, but they barely talk to of her. Course. I forget that she's a part of the team because yeah. it's like, honest to God, like in the eighth inning, they'll go yeah. back to her. They introduce right. her at the top of the game. Oh, yeah, and They go back to her later. I think you see her more actually at the games in person yes. than you yeah, see her you at totally home. Yeah, totally do. I follow you know? her on
1: Instagram and her Instagram is great because <laughs> yeah, she's absolutely. just like, you know, documenting everything she's doing. And I'm like, why aren't they using any of this? Yeah, She's all over the place. She was- and she used to be on ESPN, I think. She used oh, okay. to do ESPN the same thing for ESPN, right. I, I believe. Or maybe in the booth. I'm not sure.
0: And she was a very good sport. She had a pretend dinner with the Philly fanatic on the field. <laughs> when...
1: <laughs> She's a great sport. She really is. Yeah. Andre Knott for the uh for Cleveland is is also wonderful. He gets like Gatorated a lot. He's in the See that. I mean, that's an, an like, honor for a broadcaster. <laughs> absolutely. Small market teams are fun to watch for that reason because yeah. they have to drum up a lot more. They don't have the same dollars and the same. You know, uh, population in the stands. Population in the stands is a weird way of saying that. Attendance is the word I was looking for. I could just say attendance.
0: But I like population of the stands because it speaks to a baseball nation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm running for president of baseball. (laughs) (laughs) A human of the people, the population in the stands.
0: (laughs) Who's the radio guy for the Dodgers?
1: There's two guys. I don't know their names. sounds like
0: this He's an older guy. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And they One messed way. up that call
1: last year, the Rich Hill Perfect Game. They're like, he got it. And then they didn't say anything for like <laughs> two minutes. Ugh, terrible. People were like, that is the worst call in history.
0: <laughs> I was listening to him um when uh, when the Dodgers were in the series, and I on on that oh, that crazy game, which game was it that, that where
1: in Houston, in Los Angeles. I game five. <sighs> Where they traded leads a bunch? Yes, yes. And went to extra innings? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, so I went to, uh, Jane and I went to a friend's house to watch the game. And we were watching the game. And I had a show that night. Oh, God. And I was was supposed to be done watching the game and plenty of time to go to the show. Yep. And the game kept happening, uh-huh. and it, it did was not stop. It was insane, and so I'm listening. I had to go from uh, Los Feliz to West Hollywood, which is you know on you know at, at night it's like it can be almost an hour yep. drive, yep. you know. And so I'm listening in the car, and um, I I'd never, I never I never could imagine that I would be this guy, <laughs> but I had I had my phone listening to the game yep. in the dressing room at the theater. <laughs> And then because it was a staged reading show, and we were all seated seated on the stage with scripts in our hands, I fucking had my phone open to the MLB app, and I was watching the the live score, Wow, and I, I... it was it was making me laugh so much. Like I yeah. can't believe that this is who I am now. I laughed at
1: John Crook. That was a cr- <laughs> Exactly. What have I not? Exactly. Exactly. Whatever part I've played in this, Paul, I am not sorry for No, no, you shouldn't be.
0: You shouldn't be. Because I loved every minute it's of it. But I loved, even though that game did not end the way I no, wanted it, it to didn't. end. It was so exciting to be tracking, like illicitly tracking that game and then getting immediately getting back in my car to go back to my friend's oh, house. Because yeah. the game was still the happening. Game was still- yeah. And I got there in time for them to lose, lose. Uh, but it was like, it was like pulling up and, and trying to park and like running into the house. You know, it was so much your fun. Your car
1: is attached to your belt. Yeah. Dragging <laughs> <Exactly>. behind you.
0: <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. It it's, was so much fun. a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is.
1: I know that they need a shorter season because of injury and all that stuff, but like it, the people that jump in at the end, I, I'm not judgmental of that. Like at no, all. No, I get it. Have fun. I get, get it. Get into it. Yeah. The postseason in baseball is wonderful. Yeah. My only thing is, imagine how much more wonderful it is. Yeah. When you spend the whole time watching it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden here we go.
0: Yeah. To really follow to really follow teams and you're you're missing out on that on all that accumulated drama Absolutely. that they that, that is brought into the postseason of yeah. the journey, you know, of of how when it started I watch fucking, you know, spring training games. I don't yeah. care. It's just more baseball. Right. It's
1: just as much baseball <laughs> as I can watch. Right. Exactly. I mean I'll watch the whole thing. <laughs> I watch games that I'm not playing in my own league, if I can, <laughs> and I'm not true? sick. I would have stayed yesterday, right. but I was sick, and I was like, I should go home. How but did, like, I,
0: you're still in the biscuits, right?
1: Still in the biscuits, yeah.
0: How did you guys do it yesterday?
1: We won 7-4. to four. Congratulations. I still feel bad for a controversial call that I made when I was umping. <laughs> they were really mad at me. It was a ball. It was a ball. Because you ump when you're at bat, and so you have, to, you have to make sure you're not, you know, whatever. I called a the ball. Wait. They got mad about it.
0: You ump when you're at bat.
1: Yes, well, it's just because, like, I know they're that, on the field, but yes. they don't have enough people to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you just you you have to give a wide strike zone, and I didn't give as wide a strike zone. Then I got them back in a later at bat, like almost immediately, which right. did score a run. But then the next at bat, I gave I gave them a strikeout because I was like, I, hey, I'm not trying to do anything. I just called right. the ball on that one. Right, also, right. I'm not going to back down on a call because <laughs> right. I don't ump that often. Right. And I'm a woman that was in air quotes on the field. I'm not going to back down because I've seen uh, the other women on the teams ump and go strike. And somebody goes, oh, come on. They go, I don't know. And they back off of it. And then it's like, no, you can't recover that. You have to just stand by your call, even if it was wrong. Yeah. If we want to have a big conversation about it, we can. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like you do. And they struck out the next person. So, fine.
0: Alice was talking to me about that same thing. Yeah. About, you know, having to, like, stand your ground and you say, really no, do. you know what? Yeah, I called that, and that's, Even what, that's my wrong. call. Even if you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's just the way it is in the majors. Absolutely. I mean, there's no way these. We don't have replay. Yeah. Like, when, when you see an ump call somebody out and a player protests it, the ump's not like, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, you know what? Sorry, I wasn't really paying attention. Like you really, I didn't just, know you yeah, felt that
0: strongly about.
1: Right, it. they have reviews now. Yeah. They can do that. Yeah, yeah. And then there were somebody came to watch who doesn't play on any of the teams and was like, yeah, he was like into umping. He did. Mm-hmm. He umpted for the last two innings. Yeah. And he made some plays that they were, or calls that they were really upset about. And I was like, see, this isn't. I, this is not what I was calling. I was not yep. calling a slide into third right. safe on All my right. own team. I was called. A, I gave somebody a walk. Yeah. You know, I gave somebody that pitches well a walk. Sorry, mm-hmm. not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, I played okay. I didn't run the base pass very well. In my first inning, I got hit by a pitch in my first at bat, like a really solid hit by pitch, just right underneath the ribs. Oh, <laughs> it's oh. gonna be a good bruise. <laughs> Uh, I could have got out of the way if I wasn't sick and hadn't been playing for a while. But it, mm. I was like, oh, shit, boof. Like, I just didn't have <laughs> enough time to get out of the way. Right. It was like a curveball that was right. Because I thought, like, oh, it's going to get in my head. And I, like, ducked for it. But it, it hit me in the, it didn't hit my head, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. Uh, but it was fun. I made a good play at second base <laughs> that was, like, it felt like a Major League Baseball play. Like, mm-hmm. it felt really good. Yeah. Because it was a pop-up directly in the middle of the infield. And the shortstop was running for it. And I was running for it. And we were crossing like this. And I looked back and I was like, he's not going to get this. Right. And because it w- maybe was his ball as a shortstop. Mm-hmm. And I just put my glove up and kept running the whole time, caught it and kept running like one of those. And yeah. I was like, that felt really good. <laughs> i <I'll> bet it <laughs> like did. It looked good. I'll bet it just, did. I was like, oh, the ball just went in my glove. Yeah. I caught it because I, I have to tell myself I have to unwind that same thing that Alice is talking about. Like, don't back down. Yeah. Because as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, you should let him get it. Why am I telling myself that? Yeah. I'm the second baseman. I should also catch the ball. That's right. Should probably just catch the ball. That's right. (laughs) What if he doesn't catch the ball? Then I didn't either. But it's wild how like, and I play all the time and I still am telling myself like that same shortstop was like, play more up the middle. And I knew this guy was hitting opposite field because I've been practicing watching him hit for six months. I know that he's been opening up his swing and hitting to the opposite field. I te- step over two steps. What does he do? He rips a line drive to opposite field that I maybe could have knocked down. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Cuz yeah. I moved and I listened to somebody else instead of myself. That's right. So
0: <laughs> I mean, it gives you it 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 gives you it makes it even more impressive the idea of someone who can make it to the major oh. leagues. Like all of the factors that go into that, all of the things that you have to be you know, kind of psychically prepared for, yeah. you know, right. on the field and still absorbing things. Like oh, you yeah. still have to be learning right. all the time and learning different people, you know? yeah. So like you have to remember like, okay, we're going up against this guy again. What, what did he do the last few times yeah. that I saw him at bat? You know, what happened? What is he likely to do? Where is he likely to go? You know, yeah. as a pitcher, you have to be aware of who, you know, who's likely to steal, you know, how successful are they at it? How what's their weakness? How can you pick them off? You know, like all the things that all, all the all the math that you have to do that and and make it not feel like math, too. Oh, you yeah. Know? And, just, and
1: also be in the moment. Yeah. Just make it be pure instinct. Yeah. They're running so many programs. Yeah. Hitting mm-hmm. that, like, I just can't even because they're. Anticipating what kind of pitch it's going to be, they're deciding if they're going to lay off or hit it. Somebody's telling them hold off, or saying you do what you want to do, green light. Mm -hmm. Then they're going, do I want to take a green light or am I going to hold off on this? What pitch is going to come right now? What is it like? Where's his arm at? Where is this? What pitch is that? It's crazy. Right. It is crazy the amount of information that's flowing through somebody's brain when it's happening, which is why it's so weird to me that people are like, oh, it's so boring, but it's it's like it's it's slightly more cerebral than like. But basketball's the same way because you're making those same decisions, yeah, split second decisions. Anyway. Yeah,
0: I think I, I think baseball is only boring if you're not really paying attention to it. Yeah. You know. But if you're if you if you And also I think what what was so delightful to me was after being away from it for so long, it's so easy to get back into. Oh, if, yeah. you, if you know the basic you know the the rules of the game here's what's supposed to happen <laughs>
1: yeah
0: it's so it's so welcoming, you know, Absolutely. like you can get back into it so easily. That's
1: why I was telling people like just pick somebody on the at bat app, pick a team, whatever yeah. team. yeah or pick a player, then you'll get into that team based on that player. Yeah. Listen to the games on the radio mm-hmm. and then start watching them. Yeah. Cuz like if you listen to them, they're telling you everything that's happening, all the background. You're getting so much more information than when you watch it.
0: That's true. That's very true.
1: Cuz I feel like the early TV broadcasters were kind of doing radio still mm-hmm. cuz it was like kind of new to have baseball games on the yeah. TV even in the 80s, I think. Yeah. Uh cuz they knew people were maybe just listening and just had it on in the background, which is what so many people did. Yeah. But now, like you say, it's they're, they're like their own branding. Like, mm-hmm. everything's about branding. All these new managers mm-hmm. that are Sabermetrics only, it's all about branding. yeah. Numbers and branding. And, like, I miss that about the game. Yeah. But you can still find it.
0: Do you know what's funny to me is is listening to a game on the radio now is exactly like it was when I was a kid. Yeah. There's something about the even the quality of the sound that doesn't sound modern. Like, it doesn't – everything now – Like, the
1: way the, the crowd – kind yeah. of comes in and out yeah, yeah. you know where that yeah
0: but even like the, the guys in the booth seem far away <laughs> oh, Yeah, know? yeah, like, like when out listening to podcasts like everything is crystal clear and you can oh, yeah. hear everyone like they're in the room with you right baseball still sounds, sounds like, like the radio it's somewhere yeah it still sounds like the radio <laughs> yeah 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 yeah.
1: i love that about it <laughs> it's tremendous it really is well paul this was such a tremendous talk i can't wait to have you on again after- <laughs> anytime come back on after the phillies run okay in may so in June or whenever that is, because I'm going to one of those, not with you, but next to you. That's right. We're going to be in the same section-ish.
0: We, You still, you got to come to a game with me. I got I'm going to come tickets. to a game with you. Yeah. I sent you the dates.
1: <laughs> I'm going to come to a game with you. I'm going to shame
0: you on your own podcast.
1: <laughs> shame me. I'll get out of this podcast and pick that. I know that, I know that you
0: have been busy. I know that you have been busy.
1: <laughs> I was just on the road. I couldn't I figure know, it out. I know. I know. I know. Thank you, Paul. Oh,
0: I can't thank wait. You. Thanks for being on the show. It's always my pleasure.
1: Thank you. Well, this was a wonderful episode of television. It's not television, but I mean television without visuals, and it's not on a TV, it's on your phone or your computer. Um, It was a wonderful episode of television. I just love having Paul on the show. It's Honestly, I'm surprised every time I get to hang out with him because he's so great, and I've loved him for so long. One of the reasons I got into comedy. So thank you, Paul. Um, Just wonderful to talk to him. As always... This has been a great show. I've been your host, Rhea Butcher. Jason Isbell and the 400 unit is my theme song. Producer Brett is the producer. Forever Dog Podcast Network is the network. Please follow us on all the social media stuff at 3 Swings Pod on Twitter and on Instagram and you can follow me at Rhea Butcher R-H-E-A-B-U-T-C-H-E-R on Instagram and Twitter. I don't really Facebook anymore. I'm working my way back out of it. Wish I never would have signed up for it. What are you going to do? Um, yes. So, you know, if you like this show, please let one person know about it um, and tell them, hey, check out this show. I think you might like it. Even if they don't like baseball, they might like me or other things that I talk about. I'm funny and witting, witting and charming. (laughs) I'm funny and witty and charming. And I say things a bunch of times until I get them right. It's difficult when you can't breathe through your nose. So, so tell a friend also, review, rate, subscribe on all of your podcast things on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, whatever you use to listen to this dang thing. Just give us a good review. It helps out a lot. And then we can keep making the show because I really like it and I want to keep making it. And a whole new thing got announced. Uh, some of you might have known because I was talking about it before I was supposed to, but Take My Wife is going to be on the Stars streaming app starting May 1st. So sign up for that if you haven't already. Tell a friend if you haven't bought it on iTunes. That's fine. You can watch it on Stars. We're really excited about it. I think some new people are going to find out about it, which is really exciting. So thank you if you already bought it. If you didn't, you can check it out on Stars. And thank you to Stars for picking up our show. Um, and then uh, guess what? If you liked it, you liked it. See you next week. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.